and welcome to the Collaborative Challenge. Today we are very lucky to have the Material Collection um, team in to talk about the work that they produced um, in 2023. Welcome everybody, thank you so much for coming in and talking about the work that you produced. Hi, thank you. Um, we're so glad to be here and uh, talk, to, talk to you about the work that we did uh, collaboratively. Uh, my name is Pallavi and I'm on the um, MA Fashion Cultures and Histories course at NCF. And my name is Jessie and I'm on the MA Costume Design for Performance course. And I'm Tanya from MA Fashion Artifact. Hi, my name is Jane. I'm also in MA Fashion Artifact. My name is Yifei Wang and my major is MA Fashion Futures. Uh, we are happy to participate in this podcast recording. Yeah. Um, I think all of us together were given the challenge in 2020, 2022 um, to work on the rehousing of the LCF materials collection. It uh, it is it currently it is at John Prince Street, but given the upcoming move to Stratford, it will be moving there soon in a couple of months. Um, and we were asked to look at the way that students use it and consider opportunities and areas for. Um, overhauling some things, uh, improving some things, um, and just kind of realigning it with um, the UAL-wide um, mission to build on sustainability education. And so kind of look at it from student experience point of view and sustainability education point of view um, to rehouse it at Stratford. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just wondering, I mean, it was quite a big challenge that you were set. I have a feeling that when you saw the collection that was stored in John Princess Street, it must have been quite interesting for all of you to find your way into the project, considering the collection is quite um, diverse and, and is quite an eclectic collection of materials. I'm just wondering, um, would one of you or a few of you like to talk about what, how you first approached um, quite a broad brief and quite a challenging brief? Well, I think the way we, uh, one of the ways that we started to do that was, um, I think in the very beginning, we were asked to visit a lot of different material collections around London and kind of get a, uh, get a feel for how materials of diverse kind of origins and use cases are organized um, outside of a university context. Additionally, I think the other thing we were bringing into it, not only were the materials very diverse, but the five of us weren't and aren't blank slates either. Uh, and we were coming at it from various different points of view on um, knowledge of materiality, knowledge of sustainability, knowledge of intersectional sustainability. And so we kind of approached this kind of immense collection informed with how it was being done outside and what kind of considerations are uh, there in a commercial context in a material collection, and then also our own considerations and um, value systems for the organization of material. Anybody want to add? Yeah. Did anyone else want to add to that? Because that's really interesting. Yeah, I can add to that. Um, this is Jesse. I would say that, yeah, just working off of what Pallavi said, everyone brought their own lens to what sustainability was. For instance, we all knew that was going to be an important component of how we organized information and what kind of information we encouraged the collection to really highlight. But we each you know, from our different backgrounds of, you know, architecture, luxury, craft, and, and more of like a material technology and myself, you know, sustainable business, we all brought these different attributes and 
lenses to sustainability. And so I know that was definitely an early highlight that we all um, identified and kind of came together around, um, which I think, yeah, definitely was a thread throughout the project because it influenced um, the information that we obviously wanted to highlight with the materials, but also like the interview questions we asked and what kind of research report we wanted to develop. Um, it was just, yeah, a kind of common thread that we all came together around. And I guess with that in mind, I'm wondering how you managed your kind of mindset. So that how and all maybe the question is, how did you establish trust in working together? Like how did you establish that level of trust that you need to rely on one another, to communicate with one another? I'm just wondering, does anyone want to talk about that? Well, the first thing I thought of was um an exercise that I think you Abigail and also Tiff encouraged us to do, which was just talking about our weaknesses and our strengths um, within our first team meeting. I think that exercise, you know, allowed us all to kind of bring this certain level of vulnerability and honesty and self-awareness to the conversation from an early point so that as we continued to work together, you know, we all had context of where we were coming from. So for instance, and these guys will joke that I was hyper organized and I'm like, you know, have to have a Gantt chart to stay on task for like a project. So that was something that I brought, but I also was aware that maybe that can be too much sometimes. And so because people knew that that's what I needed and that's kind of what I wanted to bring, it was already addressed that, okay, let's keep this in check. Let's make sure Jess doesn't spend too much time doing this or gets too much into the weeds. Like, just kind of allowed us to stay open to, yeah, each of us kind of touching on our strengths and weaknesses throughout the project. But I'm sure others have um, more to share on that too. Yeah, I think it's really important that we communicate from the start where we're coming from, what we expect from this project and how we see the project should go. And then we share, we discuss, there's a lot of talking at the beginning because I think we are all start pretty confused of like oh what we should do what we want the outcome to be because it's such a massive project looking back that there are so many things to be done but along the way I think our strength really come together and we are able to support each other weaknesses as well so that's a really good so I think somehow it became a really good teamwork that everyone contributed and I think we all are very happy with what we did for the project yeah i think as we went along there was also like communicating with each other about um the kind of constraints we're working through if, if particular weeks are you know especially heavy in terms of other uh course load or even just um personal life or even within a meeting if we felt like that particular day we can't really be switched on as switched on as we normally are letting people know instead of having there be a misunderstanding or a misconception about the kind of energy you're bringing in, whether you want to be, you know, um, avoiding the kind of pitfalls of thinking, oh, why is, why is this person so low energy today? Or why aren't they contributing? Or why aren't they talking or any of that? Um, and of course, prompting um, responses to make sure. I don't think there's a single decision we took that um, we didn't like specifically ask everybody uh, on the team. like. You know, Jane, how do you feel about this? Tanya, how do you feel? Jesse, how do you? Quite literally calling everybody's name and asking for an opinion 
to make sure that um, the kind of vision we had in the beginning were continually kind of aligning and realigning ourselves with that and then also understanding if the other person's kind of switched off that day or that week and it's okay because that this week it's them and the next week it will be me and uh, be, and what's the point of a team of five if we can't do the work of three at any given time it's okay for a couple of people to be um, you know feeling under the weather or anything like that yeah and that level of generosity is you know from the get-go I got the feeling that you all had a real sense of um, I don't know, just being generous to the process, being generous to one another. I mean, I think what was m the most powerful for me was the more you discuss your weaknesses, the more the strengths are strengthened because you're already kind of, I think everybody loves to be needed. And when you say, oh, actually, I'm not very good at that, then somebody pipes up and says, oh, God, I'll do that for you. There's automatically that level of exchange that is so... I don't know it's just professional and it's and it's 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 really what you would expect for people how people to behave in industry um i think what is lovely is that i do remember um you saying that actually all of you agreed to just be proud of the work no matter what uh, and i don't know if anyone wants to talk a bit about what did that how did the how did you did you all just realize that you all wanted the same thing because i think you all got on in that way that was really common ground you found a common ground i think we created a common ground with the like tanya said the first couple of meetings were uh, all talk like so much talking and kind of exchanging ideas and value systems um so i don't know if we found common ground as much as uh had everybody talk about what their mission for the project was in the very first meeting and without any sort of baggage of already having started working on it uh, addressing that in the first meeting and saying, okay, we haven't done any work on this. Where do you want this to go? What, what, what do you see the end as? Uh, and how big or how small, even, even how small, because it is okay for somebody to look at this and say, okay, this is one project I'm doing out of three for this semester. Um, or if somebody's saying, this is an immense opportunity for me and I want to kind of contribute on that level. Um, so kind of aligning that in the beginning. And then like Jesse said, we're all from different places with different ideas of sustainability. So airing all of that out in the very first meeting helped us create common ground and say, okay, I see it as this, and I see that you see it as, you know, I see it as A, you see it as B. It can be A, B, C, D, and E. It's It doesn't have to be one thing. It can be all of those things, and it likely should be all of those things because we are an international group of students. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that in, it's that international diversity that is so powerful in regards to innovation. You you are the you know you're the best example of that um that I've noticed this year because you really did excel in collaborative working methods. I wonder if anyone wants to talk to me uh, or just wants to talk about how you managed like how did you see each consultancy? What in what way did you prepare in what way were they significant in what what did you do before and after? Well, one consultancy in particular stands out because we had like a pivot moment. Um, but before I go into that, I would say we, we definitely used those meetings as, you know, milestones to accomplish certain parts of the project. So making sure that we took advantage of the time of being able to share what we had with, um, you know, a, a professor or research coordinator that had expertise in this area. So. Um, 
that Gantt chart I mentioned, we kind of plotted out like, okay, what are those meeting points throughout the whole term? And what do we need to have? Um, what are goals basically for those meetings? Um, I think it was maybe the second or third meeting, we got the feedback um, that we really needed to focus a lot more on research and anchoring a lot of our beliefs and ideas in actual interviews and data from you know, observations from the library and also interviews from students. And so we debriefed after the call, which I think was really helpful while that information and feedback was fresh. And Pallavi was, you know, flagged it as, you know, I think we do need to have a big pivot here. I think we should actually have a whole new deliverable of research. I can hear that this is actually what the, you know, consultancy is, is suggesting and that um, what the library would like to see. So we kind of, um, carved out a whole new deliverable um, that Pallavi really took leadership on. And then a lot of the other parts of the team, you know, did writing questions for interviews and conducting those interviews and conducting observations. And then Pallavi and I um, kind of compiled everything at the end and made this research report. But yeah, the consultancy was really helpful because without that milestone, we wouldn't have had that opportunity to see that we were kind of missing a huge chunk of work, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think that kind of ties back to what you were saying about trust, Abby, that uh, each of us is in a different discipline in the college as well. And I think after that cons consultancy, um, we realized that research was a huge deliverable and also the hygiene of research like who are we asking these a kind of deliberate consideration of who is our sample size who are who is our audience who do they represent is that kind of a holistic representation of the student body and considering all of those questions not only like research as an ask a couple of people a couple of questions but intentionality in it um and i think like jesse said the whole team was so um trusting and generous in terms of understanding that even if this isn't um, the area that we're super familiar with, all of us, we do need to build on it and we do need to get into it uh, to have it be a kind of well-rounded research report. And I think I was like that with the design uh, elements also, because there was a lot of expertise that they were bringing into it. And ultimately, if they were saying that, um, something works and something doesn't it was like of course i you know i defer to your judgment on that and um um yeah i think we always had an opportunity to kind of air out okay i feel like this is unnecessary or i feel like this is a step too far or saying that we need to take more steps towards something and we always gave each other the space to you know exercise not only our expertise but also kind of make space for whatever we're not experts in and um uh figuring out how to collaborate through that I think from what I gathered too is that you were really good at sort of thanking one another and saying oh thanks for that and you I'm, I mean I don't know if that's true um, but I got that sense the last time I spoke to you that that actually you were really kind of you trusted each other in identifying the tasks and allocating them to the person who, who you knew who had identified that skill set is that true in that how did you divvy up those those kinds of the big tasks, the little tasks, and was that a collective? Did everyone go, oh, actually, I'll do that, or did somebody have to take leadership and say, look, if we're gonna if we're gonna get this together, we need to all sign up? How did that actual workload be? Um, how was that sort of divvied up? Yes, um, as 
as we mentioned earlier, I was trying to meet uh, in a regular basis. So we were trying to meet uh, in average twice a week, mm-hmm. at least once in person. And I think that helped us building trust with each other. And Jesse's, uh, the Gannett chart was amazing. Like it helped us through um, going forward in every single step. So with that chart, we allocated like in which part, for example, research or design, like where we should allocate our um, um, yeah, time or input um, in that particular week. So we... Um, we planned out on that chart and then we, based on the weaknesses and strength or um, interest or any um, special requirement from us, we, um, yeah, we moved on based on that. So when, um, yeah, that helped us um, moving forward and um, to respect each other while working together. Yeah, that's very important too. Thank you so much. Um, And the other thing is, I'm just wondering, did anyone keep an eye on the actual brief? Was, did one person, did any of you kind of go, oh my God, we better go and just have another look at the brief? I'm just wondering, because I think Jesse refers to, because I think what does happen is you get so excited and you start, you know, you start working together in in quite an exciting and dynamic way. And you kind of lose sight of the brief. I'm just wondering, did anyone kind of look at the brief again? Or did you sort of let the supervisor steer you more than the brief? Um, I think Jesse uh, would refer to the brief quite often and kind of point us in the right direction when we would. Um, um, I think it's almost become muscle memory to us now that Jesse will pull up the brief and uh, <laughs> tell us what's in there. And we would read it, of course, like the first couple of meetings, just so we know we're kind of soaking it in. Almost every meeting, uh, Jesse was so kind to kind of have these key documents open. Whether or not we're constantly referring to them, it's important to be aware that they exist and that they are saying something and we should be working towards that. And I think towards the end, I think if, I, if I'm not wrong, I think when we were deciding our deliverables, all of us properly looked at the brief again as a group and kind of said, okay, um, we can do these, these, these things, these are optional, those are kind of, um, or something that we want to do isn't in the delivery thing, but we think it's important. Um, so that kind of did come up quite a bit. So thank you, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really interesting. And I wonder whether that is something that you would recommend to, because obviously students who are about to embark on the collaborative challenge are listening to this. I'm just wondering, um, what you know? What kind of advice would you give them in regards to the, those twelve weeks? I mean, each of you could give a piece of advice, or or just have a discussion about what what you think they might. It might be helpful for them to know now before they start the twelve weeks. It's probably obvious, but yeah, I'd recommend a Gantt chart or something like that. It doesn't have to be that nerdy and like specific. But personally, like especially at the beginning of the project. I tend to get really overwhelmed knowing that there's a million directions we could go and there's five of us with five different, you know, visions. And so I think like having a conversation where you really identify priorities from each of you and actually break down the work into smaller parts and then, you know, really prioritize those parts over a 12 week time frame or timeline. I think that process is really helpful and is you know, having a document like that can help you continue to go back to it time and time again so you don't get too lost in the weeds. So that would be, yeah, my biggest 
suggestion? I think for me, it's a little bit similar uh, on a more kind of personal level, because uh, I know the collaborative challenge is usually accompanied with a critical reflection essay, uh, and not just for that purpose, but in general to, because there were times in the middle, I think, when we were all kind of working towards this in our own, um, you know, areas of expertise, and then also working on other um, coursework um, that, of course, there are times that you feel disconnected and kind of like, what's going on? And it's important that you have a outlet for that. It's important that if if it is affecting group dynamics to air it out, um, but then also understanding which of these things is an action that is required from you versus a re an unnecessary reaction that you're having to the uh, conversation. Um, and so having a critical reflection is definitely like kind of backgrounds the whole thing, but taking note of your thoughts and after pivotal meetings or after every meeting, as long as as, as many times as you can tolerate it, um, just kind of noting down what you thought and what you felt uh, can help you trace your own reactions to stuff and saying, okay, I was kind of unnecessarily, you know, because I, I have this tendency uh, to run long, like right now. Um, and so when I um, note that down and I can reflect on it, that really helps me rein it in. So it helps you figure out what you can do differently, what the group can do differently to support you, um, and then also helps a lot for the critical reflection. That's really helpful. And it's so true to find, I mean, I think to keep track of your reactions and actions and find a way to put them in a diary or wherever you want to put them, send an email to yourself or create a blog or whatever. Uh, thank you so much. I do think students really do need to be reminded of that. I totally agree that what they said, but I want to add one suggestion for the new student. Uh, uh, don't be shy and communicate with the group members and uh, it's very important and enjoy this challenge, this project. And uh, honestly, that is so important. It really yeah. is. And, you know, smiles, just be, yeah, be present, be, you know, I think that is so important. And we tend to forget that. We tend to forget just the simple, you know, be happy to be there and to be with each other. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, I have two suggestions. First is to have fun because <laughs> apart from our research, which we are very proud of, we we got to learn about uh, learn and experience about many different things that we didn't know about sustainability before. For example, Billy, our uni tutor, showed us this place called uh, Mills Fabrica near King's Cross. And this is a really amazing store where, where they showcase um, sustainability um, products uh, related to fashion. So we could go there and we could actually network with people from working there. And we were uh, invited to their Christmas party as well because we uh, they were really happy with what we had pre prepared for our project so far. So this, I, this kind of um, 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 getting to know a new place or um, learning about what's going on in sustainability era, uh, field in London. At this I didn't even expect I was going to know. So just have fun and figure out what you can um, learn from this project. And the second suggestion I can offer is to allocate enough time for the critical reflection, because including myself, people in with fashion or design background 
I am not a writer, so I'm not so good at writing. But um, yeah, the marking is based on the critical reflection, so allocate enough time and effort for the reflection. For me, I would suggest that communication is really, really important. Even though we discuss a lot, we do talk about our expectations, our plans, but when you start on the work, uh, you will find something along the way that might shift. But and it's a group work, so you cannot just, you have to let everyone know and keep everyone in the loop of where you're at, how your work is affecting another person's work. And I think we did a good job on that. And the organizational is also really, really important. The Genshat really helped us. And I think each meeting, Jesse even take notes on what we talk about, how what each person plan is. And yeah, to come together as a group because we all are part of the work. And with our one part, it's really difficult to move forward. Yeah, and that is a really powerful thing to say because you are all a part of the work. You are all, yeah, you're all a links in 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 its success. I don't know if anybody else would like to add anything else, but I think you have given so much to the new collaborative challenge students. I I think you're, a, you know, you managed to really showcase so much um, ingenuity and kindness and generosity. Um, and I think that it was so evident in your work. It really was. And I really appreciate you coming back and giving students um, a sort of insight into how best to manage those 12 weeks. I do invite you all to the next launch and briefing. Uh, please come along and, and meet the new students and say a few words or put their mind at ease. Um, yeah, you're more than welcome and you're always welcome to, you know, to ask us anything or come back to the collaborative challenge and, you know, propose a project brief if you want to, no matter what happens in your careers. Um, I do hope that you all stay in contact with each other and, you know, even support each other, whatever, whichever direction that you go in. I think you've got such a great level of camaraderie and trust with one another that I'm sure that you could go, oh my goodness, I don't know whether to take this job. <laughs> I mean, who knows, but yeah. Um, did anyone else want to add anything before we, sign, before we sign off? I think- Thank you. Yeah, just thank you. I think we all, it exceeded all our expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny because I think Tiff and I feel so proud. We never know what's going to happen, so we're so proud and excited for you um, when everything works this well. And yeah, thanks so much again. Take care and please stay in contact with me. Thank you, Abby. I'll yeah. do. Thank Pleasure. You. Thanks so much, thank Abby. You. Oh, thank, thank you. Bye. Bye.